Welcome to The Inevitable. This is Motor Trend's new podcast about the future of the automobile. I am Johnny Lieberman, the Senior Features Editor at Motor Trend, and I am joined every week by my co-host, Mr. Ed Lowe. That's me. I'm the Head of Editorial for Motor Trend, and boy, do we have an amazing list of guests that we're going to be chatting with. We've got the godfather of the environmental movement, Ed Bagley Jr. Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car-crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. Industry. Can't wait for you to join us. We're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Come check us out. We're on podcastone.com or anywhere else you find your favorite podcast. We're also on motortrend.com and youtube.com slash motortrend. All right. Well, in this show, we talk, um, what do we talk? We're talking about a crazy 928 with a big block and a blower on it. Talk yeah. uh, talk electric car speeding tickets and stats. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now that uh, I've had the Lightning for a few weeks, some thoughts on owning uh, that Lightning. And we'll talk about uh, Rensport coming up. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the trip. I'm to get it on. And welcome to CarCast. Matt Parole. It's Matt, the motorator, DeAndrea over there. How's uh, the lightning treating you? Uh, you know, that's good. That's a good question. So I spent a couple of weeks in it now. And uh, it's that's a, the question I've been thinking about for a while, even on the way here. Uh, first of all, I, I like it. I like it a lot. And it's wonderful and it's comfortable. But I was thinking, how much do I like it because it's a really nice platinum F-150? Or mm-hmm. how much do I like it because it's an electric vehicle? And uh, first of all, the new F-150 is like, they're just nice. You, mm-hmm. you, you saw it, right? The platinum, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, heated and cooled seats, really comfortable, you know, giant screen, 18 speakers and the headliner and the headrest. You know, all of that stuff is good and all that stuff works. And it's smoother than most of the... The hot rod, you know, like performance cars have been driving. Mm-hmm. And then there's the EV portion of it. Mm-hmm. And the EV portion, um, it's fast. So I, it's 300 mile range, but I kind of drive it like a sports car. It's hard not to just get on the throttle. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> you know, when you're driving an internal combustion car, you get on the throttle and you just picture gas dumping into the cylinders and then you pass by. I think in LA or, Maybe California, if it's like five sixty a gallon or something, it's yeah. going back up again. But uh, when it's electric, it it feels free, right? And it's just kind of a whoosh, and it just goes. So, like you know, just pulling in front of somebody, you know, like lanes are merging, traffic, and you can just lean into it. And you're like, man, this thing gets up going pretty quick. I'm wondering, you know, an interesting byproduct of you know, making the switch to electric cars, you know, 
20 years ago was 1% and now it's, you know, 8% in California or, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But, you know, when it gets up to 30%, I think there's going to be a lot more speeding tickets written because the old car, it'd be like if you had a maximum speed for an airplane was uh, 200 miles an hour, but those were prop planes, you know, mm-hmm. and now we have jets and it's still 200 miles an hour because I, I can tell you from, you know, limited experience of driving a Tesla. First off, you don't have the sound. So you don't have that like, yeah. you know, that is kind of alerting you to the fact that you're breaking the speed. And limit. everyone else around you. I noticed that. Right. And and people in electric cars, just like people go too fast in golf carts, like they just you 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 barely push your right foot down and you're going 85 miles an hour and there's no noise right. really associated with it and it feels like you're just kind of moving along at the right speed but the speed limit has not been adjusted so the speed limit's still yeah. 55 or 65 and you're cruising along at 80 and you feel fine yeah certainly you know i we just had the Aston Martin SUV as well the DBX 707 you gun it off the line with that, and everybody's looking at you because it, you know, it screams and it sounds right, awesome. Right, and then you do it in in the lightning, and nobody notices at first, and then they realize right. the big blue truck is going quickly. So I, I guess, is it going to be more speeding tickets or some other moving violation? I remember back in high school. I was at the line in the, in my Camaro at the time and just did a burnout at the at the green light and took off and a cop pulled me over for improper start. <laughs> and wow. I was like I never heard of that before and I feel like there's a lot of like getting it off the line kind of movements with the EVs. I <sighs> I would I would reckon but Chris can look but I don't know if these exist. Are there more speeding tickets given out to electric cars? Because I seem, I mean, it's anecdotal, but I do see a lot of Teslas just just booging down the freeway. And I, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a group, you know, maybe it's a group that is a, a higher income bracket, little more of a group of let's get it going. Where are we going? Here we go. Also, gotta- they're ticketable because you would think they can pay that ticket. Right. When <laughs> right. you see the poor gardener, the poor Guatemalan guy in the beat up Toyota pickup truck, he's an empty bag. Like you're going to pull that guy over. He's not even going to have car insurance, you know, like, yeah. yeah. But um, this is different. This is different. Yeah. You're pulling it. It is different, and I, I do like driving it. I do like the performance of it. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm still getting used to this this whole the infrastructure. Like I was, I did drive to Oceanside. I came back. Um, I tried the Blue Cruise. Like I think I mentioned before, it all seemed to work great. But I was about ten miles short of making it back all the way home. So now I had a fire up the app and find some charge and and the the inconsistencies on what's available or not it'll say there's three chargers at this location two of them are available and you get there and somebody's BMW's parked in the spot right right or or it's broken or it's out of service or whatever so 
That's a huge flaw. I read some statistics saying something like 25% of all the public chargers that you can pay for in San, Di- in San Francisco mm-hmm. don't work. They're just out of order. Oh, really? Right? It's a wildly high number. Uh, you know, so I, I had to pull into a, I had to like pull into a Target in Hawthorne and they had the fast DC charger and I, and, you know, you plug it up. The fast DC charger is, you know, I got 150 miles in 30 minutes. Wow. And But when you plug that machine on, you hear that thing. You're like, uh, I'm going to step away. I'm going to go walk <laughs> around the Target for a couple minutes. Yeah. You know, but I, I installed a charger in my warehouse. Uh, and I where my roll-up door is is where the box is, the, mm-hmm. the you know, the fuse box and all the, the – Hold on. Chris is giving us the cars that get pulled over the most, but that's not really going to work for I us. I know. That, well, the, I mean, that's the, as far as like the U.S. goes, if you're trying to find out speeding tickets, so you said they're, um, it'd be kind of hard to find. So this is the best data that I could I can Yeah, find I wonder if, if... But none of those are electric. But in the Netherlands, um, Tesla drivers are being caught speeding at a much higher rate. Uh, about sixty six percent of plug in electric vehicles. Oh well, yeah, I'm not specifying the U S. Although like, yeah, it sounded like it, but um, yeah, the only other report is in the Netherlands. Well, the Netherlands that that that'll work. It's okay. the same theory applies. Yeah, because number one is Subaru WRX. That's because people get those cars and drive them like maniacs. I <laughs> they they gave me one for three days and I got pulled over. Yeah. Oh, they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to drive them. Yeah, yeah, I got let out of that ticket, but um, I I was driving it sort of like a maniac. Yeah, because it's a rally car and it's all wheel drive, and you, you you're trying to get on the boost, you know, and you just it just yeah. Of course you're gonna drive, and, and it's gonna do a thing where it's like you know WRX owners they don't buy those cars to obey speed limits, and then the other ones will be like well performance cars, and then also kind of. Uh, popular cars but you know but you're, you're actually making a really good point the wrx is fun when you get on the boost right the electric car like the lightning is fun right off the line right so the <laughs> netherlands what are they saying uh 66 of people that own an electric car have gone a speeding ticket uh in the last year i believe so <laughs> yeah it's it's you it's just uh you're more likely to get a speeding but ticket then what car. would that number be if they were not driving an electric car like is that what is the average, I guess, in the Netherlands? I mean, it sounds pretty high. And you can read the article. Yeah, I, I, it would be interesting. I mean, if 66% okay. of Tesla owners get a ticket. Okay, so according to the new report from the National Statistics Office in Dutch News, 66% of plug-in electric vehicle drivers received a speeding ticket over the last year, making them the most likely to get a ticket out of every type of powertrain. In comparison, only 28% of gas-powered vehicles drivers and 46% of diesel vehicle drivers received tickets during the same period. Hmm. All right, dri- so more than double gas engine owners, car More owners. than double, yeah, than almost double. triple, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I. It, it, it's it's... Yes, it's what you said. It's what I said. If you gave me a, you know, I don't know, a, a Daihatsu Charade or a Geo Metro, I, you know, I'd probably be puttering about town. And then if you gave me a WRX Subaru, I would tend to want to ring it out a little bit. Right. And, and, and then I would get pulled over. You know, I wasn't a WRX driver. They just gave me one for a few days and it took me no time to get pulled over. I, I remember, 
I lent Daniel my Z car for a couple of days. Kellison. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Uh, Two Sheets Kellison, and um, he's in Santa Monica. And I just said, he's used to driving a Volvo wagon, you know. And I said, uh, you know, be careful because you're going to want to get into it a little bit. And he got pulled over immediately. Um, so <laughs> the car makes a difference. And I don't think electric car buyers are inherent speeders. I think the car does it to you. It's just so easy to get on it and get up and feel that burst. And you're not getting that audible alert going, oh, it sounds like I'm going fast. And also when you're in, you know, essentially the what I was driving around was the um, I don't know what we're calling them, gold wing, hawk wing, eagle wing, Tesla with the yoke wheel and stuff. You, yeah. You're just doing 90 miles an hour and it doesn't feel, you feel safe. It feels like you're in a space shuttle. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't feel like you're in a Cessna, you know, with a with a fixed wing above you. It just it feels like you're in a jet plane, and, right? And and, yeah. and and also feels safe. I mean, it's like oh, this doesn't feel like what I'm doing is thumbing my nose at the law or rolling the dice with my safety. It just feels like I'm going 85 on an open highway, and I feel like I should be going 120 in this car. Yeah. So it's gonna yeah. it's gonna lead to that. I think so. And it would be interesting to see how the statistics pan out over the next few years as well as more and more of these EVs start rolling out. But, you know, that being said, um, I, I like the truck. It's big. It's a little big for L.A., but it is – it's really nice to drive and it's comfortable. I installed the Falcon charger. Falcon wing. Sorry. Chris yeah. put it on the thing. I, uh, I got Eagle. I got – Yeah, uh, I was going to go with Gold, gold wing. wing. I would have said Gold Wing, but yeah, I'm sure – Mercedes has uh, trademarked wing. it. Uh, so I think um, it's – so we, we installed a 50 amp was about all we can get in, you know, under the board there. And I just mounted the shop, it. 240? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I installed the the Ford – Ford has this like Charger Pro station or Charge Jason Pro that we talked about that I can plug in anything electric with the – you know, up to 80 amps, but I can't get enough power to do 80 amps. And at 50 amps, you know, it, it takes – it's overnight to fully charge it. It would be like 13 hours to, to charge the whole thing is what I've kind of figured out. That's if you're down to nothing. So I, I would say on average, you know, with a few miles left on the charge, uh, it's, it's like a 10-hour charge. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I brought up before was here in California specifically – all the incentives we have to getting an EV and charging it at home, if you own a business, you have a commercial building, office building, mm-hmm. warehouse, whatever, you pay for all of those discounts. Mm-hmm. If you look at your bill here at the studio, you're going to see line items for uh, whatever they call it. Uh, it's it's whatever the discount program is for homes, you're paying for that here. Right. And so you pay for all of the – and uh, these infrastructure costs and and uh, prime time costs, like all the discounts that you would get at home, you pay for commercially. So it's not, it's not like it's subsidized by the government or it's free. Nothing's free, right? So yeah. it's going to cost more expensive to charge. I wonder what it would cost you to top that thing off with electricity. I mean, it would be really hard to quantify for you, but you could probably figure it out or so somebody what, could figure it out. What I'm, what I got to look at is 
uh, after a few months of getting the bill, yeah, I can see what my kilowatt is. Yeah, so you know? it's gone up now, 100, it's, 180 bucks a month in and month out, and I can now sort of transcri- trans that into g- g- gasoline or. Right. Now, I still think it's going to come in about half as much as going to the gas station in California. Our yeah. electric costs, which are high, versus our fuel costs, which are high. Yes. I think it's still going to be about 50% less. Oh, yeah. You know? it, it makes sense. But again, whether it's the electricity or what the hell we're going to do with the batteries when uh, th- their time has come, it's not free. It's not free. No, we, it we look at it as free, but it, it yeah. ain't. All right. Uh, I'm looking down the list here. There's a Porsche 928 with a supercharged big block in it. I, I, I brought up this brought Porsche up. 928. Um, uh, the, the guys should bring up the photos, but we've done a, quite a bit with the Hot Wheels Legends Tour guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, each tour they pick a winner and then they go to the finals. And someone took a 928, which I was saying is not really that great of a car. Now they're starting to pull money and stuff, but for a long they're time. They're really starting to pull money. And someone just did. Big block, like big block Chevy, huge blower, tub the rear, parachute, and <laughs> and makes three thousand horsepower. Horsepower runs, I think they said seven thirty eight in the quarter mile. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that they started with the Porsche, the nine twenty eight, and I, yeah, and it that's a toy, that's a play with toy, like that's a cool toy to play with as a Hot Wheels car. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think the 928 is kind of a cool shape. I get it. It's not classic por- Porsche architecture. But, you know, Porsche 944s, Porsche 928s, um, they have kind of a, you know, a, a good shape to them. And I'm glad, you know, first off, I was kind of early money because uh, 10 – 13 years ago, I was basically saying, look, could we could we start breathing on cars that aren't Chevelles? Right. And aren't, you know, a Dodge this or a Chevy that. Like, could we start getting into some shapes where we just had a better jumping off point? I've talked about it a million times because, mm-hmm. you know, the product is going to be that much better, you know, the end product. And I think between Singer and Outlaw and the newer Porsche company, whose name escapes me, with the uh, newer uh, Guntherworks, Guntherworks, right? And then, then you know, Z cars mm-hmm. and you know, nine twenty eights, and and people starting to take cars that had a shape from the factory mm-hmm. and using those as, as templates. Like I was. Uh, watching one of those build shows. I mean, the difference between you taking a mid-60s, you know, 65, 66, whatever, the difference between you taking just something like a Mustang Fastback, like a 65 Mustang Fastback, yeah. and breathing on that, you know, starting starting to do your mods on that, versus the Chevelle or the El Camino, or many of the other just sort of big brick American cars from the from the era. Just 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 having that shape being just a little bit sleeker and a little bit cleaner. The end product is just so much, 
so much cooler. I, I, I was just talking to Ring Brothers, and they were teasing some projects they were working on, and they said they're doing a 71 Jaguar. And mm. I'm like, is that XKE? But they were. Yes, they, the Jaguar is a great. They didn't great give me a lot. Of, the, I asked them the first question that I know was popping in your head. I said, "Are you using the Jag motor?" Right. And I said, or "Are you LS swapping?" They're like, "Well, it's a client-driven thing. Uh, we're yeah, LS, LS, LS swapping. Yeah, you know, whatever." But, uh, but yeah, they're they're starting to get into like they said they've been wanting to do this stuff for a while, and they were just waiting for some clients with a little bit of thought process to go in and go, hey, I want to do something a little different. This car means more to me, or I like this thing, and and let's do something European. And, you know, they did the, the Pantera they did, but now, yeah, they're doing a Jag. Yeah, I think European yeah. is the way to go, or at least, you know, non-American. Maybe there's some room for Japanese something in there. But, like, taking a shape, a sleeker shape, and beginning from there – I mean, you just kind of think about it. It's like the biggest hurdles just to get over the initial bones of the, yeah. of the thing. And when you're talking about the Chevelle, that's like a big hurdle to get over. I want to say Jonathan Ward from Icon. We should talk to him again soon. It's been a while, but he just did a Mercedes, a big four-door Mercedes. But he did it the way he would have done any of his cars. He had a full chassis made and... Uh, you know, it's got a V8. I'm sure it's some sort of LS engine in it. But um, but doing it Jonathan Ward style really kept, you know, the original lines of the car, the interior of the car. But just when you'd see like a steering wheel, which would have been, uh, you know, the design correct, but maybe flimsy back in the day. Now it's a machined and leather wrapped nice version of what that would have been. His attention to detail done on that car. We should talk to him more about that car, but he just started doing some testing, posted videos of that thing driving, and he's like, at low levels, you, it's normal Mercedes. You gun it, and it sounds like a crazy V8. Hmm, I wonder if we can find some yeah, pictures Somewhere of on that. Jonathan Ward on Icon's Instagram or something, you're going to see the car, and he posted a couple videos of it. Of it going out. But, it's a big silver, like four door Mercedes, like 70s Mercedes. But in general, like taking something like uh, like we saw at SEMA, like a Ferrari 308. Yeah. And, right. And dipping into that because someone did a 355. There's a hot rod Testarossa now. Yeah. The, 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 the shape is so there and so Euro, it just needs to be, you know, the performance was, was never there. And somebody did a, a hot rod Testarossa, huh? Yeah, someone's. I I don't think they're they're doing turnkey versions. They're not necessarily doing like an icon or a singer, but someone tried to like really modernize the Testarossa, to like change the whole fuel injection system, try to make it more reliable, uh, cooling system, all the electronics, and they just kept the lines of uh, it of like nineties Testarossa, cheese grater. Testarossa. Well, it's it's interesting, and it'd be cur- I'd be curious. You know, all those years ago, um, that guy, I believe he's a Japanese gentleman for some reason, he breathed on that Dino, Yeah, right? is it David Lee? Something like yeah. that. He he took his black Dino yeah. and he gave it the treatment. Yeah. And so now Dinos are 400 grand. So now you're like, well, how good an idea was that? Because when he did it, there were 85 grand. 
you know, and so now I think everyone kind of gets into this area of, well, do I really want to take a car that could be or may be worth several hundred thousand dollars and really start taking it apart from its stock shape? And I think the answer is, is if you hit it out of the park and if the car gets enough magazine articles and shows up at enough cars and coffees or, you know, Father's Day, Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drives and photographed enough, I think so. Like I mean, the question is, the is, Dino was at Pebble Beach, was on display there. Like it, it earned its way there at some point. Yeah, I, I bet if if a if a Dino is going for you know four hundred twenty five grand, would he take four hundred twenty five grand, or would someone be willing to pay five hundred grand or seven hundred grand for that car? Yeah. And I kind of think the answer is yes. I think I so too. I think the answer I, is yes. I don't think he made a mistake with that, and plus the fact you get to drive it. Yeah. I mean, it works. (laughs) Right. That's the fun part. I was talking to an automotive designer earlier this week on CarCast, uh, Davis Lee, and he designed the Maybach Vision 6. We saw it at at Pebble years ago. It's this real long nose front engine. It was an EV, but a concept car. And if you remember, the the, the hood uh, was had a – it was attached in the middle, right? And that's where the hinge was, and it would, it would open up side to side. Uh, so he designed this car with Mercedes. Um, it's beautiful. And it's called the Vision 6, the Maybach 6, he said, because when he printed it out and stuck it on the wall, the largest wall at their design center, it was six meters long. And they said, well, just build it that way. So they it's six meters long. Wow. Um, but I, the, the example of like, the Dino, like, what's it going to be worth? What can you get out of it? The magazine coverage, the PR. And I asked him, I said, you know, we don't do a lot of concept cars, the future looking of cars. We do like a Z Proto. It's like very close to production. And I said, what does something like that cost? He said, about a million bucks to make that actual prototype and a few million bucks getting there, just designs and, you know, all that stuff, payroll and whatever. And I said, what do you think you got out of it? And he goes, oh, they told us. He said, when it was done, their agencies run all the calculations. They got $30 million of attention. Write-ups, right. magazine articles, right. uh, PR mentions, you know, attendance, Pebble, and all that. And he goes, so we did a roughly a $3 million project to get $30 million right. of attention out of it. Now, this is on a corporate level, right? There's something out of it. But yeah, isn't that kind of what some of these hot rod designers would do, you know, they would build a car and then they would campaign that car for a year before it gets handed over to the customer, mm-hmm. right? You know, it goes to the SEMA show and it goes to, you know, a uh, uh, Riddler. Yeah, maybe. maybe the Riddler. Or you you show it at Bear Jackson just to win the Bear Jackson Cup, you know, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Like it goes on tour first right. before it goes to the customer. You know, they're getting all this buzz out of it. So it's an interesting thought. And I think. That Dino was a good example. That Dino popped up everywhere, and people love that car and wanted to see that car and go to the Father's Day show on Rodeo Drive and see mm-hmm. it. And, uh, yeah, Chris, see if you can find that. Is it David Lee uh, David, Dino? David Lee, I think. I thought that was his name. I know. But I just interviewed a guy named Davis Lee. So. Oh, I know he put injection on it, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how much or what else he, he did with yeah, it. Yeah, that's the car, black with the red. 
All right, let me hit BetterHelp. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Training your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge, well, is, uh, is tough. And life can be tough. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver. Uh, look, everyone, especially if the last few years have taught us anything, you got to get your head right. And you get your head right, then your body will just uh, follow suit. Better help, convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with one of 25,000 therapists after filling out a brief survey. Uh, and by the way, you can switch therapists anytime. When you want uh, to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash carcast today for 10% off your first month. That is better, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash carcast and uh, do something for yourself. All right, so here is the car. It's black with a red interior, which is just always a great look. Yeah, it looks um, I think he repopped the rims to look stock, but with a, you know, slightly, uh, probably, probably a six, uh, uh, I don't know, 18s versus 16s or, or yeah, something. I'm sure it's like a one-off billet piece, which yeah. that's what, uh, you know, Jonathan Moore did on the, on that Mercedes. It yeah. looks like the stock hubcap reel and it's a... Should have got rid of those side markers. <laughs> Big, deep, square, yeah. Euro, shitty side markers. I fucking hate those. Did he flare it a little bit? I can't. Uh, it looks like it's got a little they, they had flare. The, they yeah. had the chairs and flares version of it, so I'm not sure if that's the chairs and flares. Right, he kept the stock. I mean, it, it looks stock for the most part, but I don't know what he did with the yeah. engine. He definitely put some injection. Do we have a picture it. of the engine? No, no picture of the engine. Um, yeah, I. I Someone was telling us about it, so I'm sure there's yeah, there's a little bit of a picture of the engine. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. Yeah, uh, it's got looks, stacks on it. It's got fuel, and I see a fuel rail. Yeah, it's got a yeah. eight, I guess, in there because yeah. it had a six. But I'm looking at eight stacks, right? Yeah. So it's got a V8 in there, and um, and the car looks good. The the car, I for my money. The Dino is the best shaped car out there. Oh, it's Always a pretty car. It. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just kind of a slug. So if you took that car and you gave it to Jonathan Ward and you said, uh, I want you to make this car work, then you'd have this great, reliable mm-hmm. sports car that had, you know, you'd put the bigger rims on, you could put the bigger brakes on, you could put a little more meat on the tire but you could retain the stock look it's a it's a really good example of it's a beautiful shape it has a few things going for it that it it has that targa look with those kind of fins that go down go down to the back i don't know if you can find out what engine he he oh, ended up putting put in there it's probably yeah, up three, there somewhere 3.6 it's funny because you look at the dino and you go if you could shrink this down another thirty percent smaller, you'd have like an Opal Opal right. GT, right? Like mm-hmm. kind of a interesting shaped nose like that, kind of the frog, kind of bug eyed. Yeah, thing. it's <laughs> it's it's a great shape, and now they're four hundred and twenty five grand. Right. So good luck, but. They used to be eighty grand, and but that, an interesting project. If you find one thrashed, like maybe missing an engine, you got you know you got the you got the 
the skin of it. You got the body and stuff for it. And now you've got something that restoring it would cost a lot and it still wouldn't be original. So maybe you turn it into a little bit yeah. of a hot rod. You know? Yeah. That, uh, that could be kind of interesting. That would be a really cool piece to find something like that and do something like that. And hopefully someone else is doing something. But this car has been around for a while and yeah. I haven't seen any other versions of it. So That's right. Getting into it back you know, when he did was pretty innovative. Yeah. Yeah. So David, he took an F40 block, boarded out, put in aluminum crankshaft fuel injection. Aluminum uh, crankshaft? Yeah. The output of the V8. Hold on. Okay. Is it aluminum crankshaft? I, I this is according to David's interview. He said he yes, but it would be a forged, crankshaft. you know, like yeah, a forged aluminum crankshaft. I guess. I mean, how how would you? Are there aluminum crankshafts? <laughs> well, I, somebody yeah. should tell David because that's what he's. I mean, he's it, it's it's an interesting move. Make it super lightweight. All right, keep yeah. going. Uh, so the output of the V8 is now rated at 400 horsepower. The car is 2,400 pounds. So the power wow. to weight ratio mm-hmm. is incredible. They put in modern brakes, a new drive trans, gearbox, clutch, steering, suspension, exhaust. Uh, yes, they just upgraded a lot of stuff. Yeah, that so car, based on the F forty block, and it's naturally aspirated. Obviously, we saw with the stacks on it. F forty block, like for an F forty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know that car had a V six in it, two point four something, and. Probably topped out about 178 horsepower or something, you know, yeah. back back in the day. So, you know, downdraft Webers. If that thing's at 400, you obviously more than doubled what it what it had, and that's plenty for a 2400 pound car. Yeah. Now we have to figure out if there's such a thing as a four uh, an aluminum crank. <laughs> there's no aluminum cams, are there? Motorator, Matt. Um. An aluminum cam. I haven't. I haven't seen aluminum. I don't. I, I don't think there's an aluminum crank. I don't know why. I'm not an engine builder. I yeah, and everything that I. But this is on ten is, years ago. Yeah. Ah, Chris, see if there's such a thing as an aluminum. I, crank. I was trying to figure out because he said board F40 block. The F40 is three liter, two point nine liter. Yeah, I think it's like two point two point nine, and yeah. and then on his said three point six. So he's got he's definitely added some displacement there. Yeah, you know, yeah, bet that bet that thing scoots around pretty good. Now, now I'm obsessed. Is there an aluminum crank? I would think. I listen. I would think it's possible. Um, you do. I've never heard of it. Um, we have uh, uh, titanium parts that we're using as well, and. Racing Remember, this build is 10 years old, right? Yeah. R- right. But I guess if you were going to machine a crank from scratch, you could do it aluminum. I don't know. What about cams? I don't, I don't see why not. I don't know that it. It's necessary, <laughs> uh, but I, I guess. Well, I mean, a cam weighs a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. it'd be better I just for the could. overall weight. I don't, I don't think, see if there's such a thing as an aluminum crank. But don't you think that, 
you know, the new Corvette with the Z08 flat plane, whatever. Wouldn't those have aluminum cranks? I I just think the OEs don't do it because of durability. Like, what's the long-term durability? I don't know. All right, Chris, now you have to see, is there such a thing as aluminum crank? And is there such a thing as aluminum cam? That's um, the question. There are sites that say that they have aluminum forged cranks, mm-hmm. and all aluminum engines are rare, but it is possible. Uh but yeah, I mean, so not, there is. Not, such yeah, a I'm, thing. I'm, I'm looking. I'm seeing. I'm seeing billet crankshafts. I'm seeing. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Not, I stand corrected. But they're five thousand dollars. Three, four, five thousand dollars. There's one for ten thousand dollars. And did they? Were they around ten years ago? I guess. Yeah, they because I'm seeing them all over the place. Like you just type in aluminum crankshaft, and wow, you can. You can I like that. Yeah. Because that crank is a beast, man. Anyone's ever picked up a crank and tried to lug it around a shop knows, man, that is a lot of weight down there. That's good. Good for him. Yeah. Well, listen, if you're going to do it, go big, right? Yeah, I I, I guess. It's still kind of like, well, 400 horsepower, you know, you can get 400 horsepower without an aluminum crank, but it, the weight... But you know? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How does it, how quickly does it spool, does it spool up? up? And, mm-hmm. you know, overall, I mean, it's a light car. You want to keep it light. Uh, all right. And it's kind of interesting. We got the, uh, what else you want to talk about? Well, you know, we got Velocity Invitationals coming up um, in a few weeks in October, 14th through the 16th. And when we talked to them, they said tickets are going to be available and you can get them cheaper now or you can get them at the door. But also, I just got the email saying, uh, Tickets to Rensport, which is next year, mm-hmm. just went on sale. So you can get, you can get yeah, tickets. Yeah, I just got the entry list for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be September 28th through October 23rd of mm-hmm. 2023 at Laguna Seca. Um, that's a cool event. I think they said they got 80,000 people out there last year over the weekend. You know, whether it's Luftekult, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. And uh, and or Rennsport, the Porsche German, you know that contingent. The, the, those people travel; they have money. They're fanatics. They're they're like soccer yeah. fans. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they come out. Luft is coming up in like a week or two. Is it? Yeah. Where is um, it? It's 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 out here in, in SoCal. I don't remember exactly where it is. Maybe they're going back to the lumberyard. To the lumberyard. Um, yeah, there's big lumber yard on the west but it, side. But it's sold out, like, immediately. Like, the tickets just sold out, like, in a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we can find out. Are we planning on going? I don't know. Tickets sold out in a day. We got to make some calls. We got to figure that out. <laughs> we could call Patrick Long, maybe. We could call somebody and see if we could sneak in there. With a, yeah, that's a, the, that's a fun day. You walk yeah. around, you drink a beer, you have a brat, you look at the cool Porsches, and inevitably you end up just talking to dudes yeah. who are telling you stories. It's a good event. It's a good curated event. They always do a, a, a good Did a they good take job. a couple, like a pandemic or two year off or something? Uh, I think I thought, must have been. I thought they, yeah, I thought they did. Um, Chris, you can see if that, where, when and where that it's, is. Uh, it's Sunday, October 9th. Okay. I they um their website just has an address. I'm trying to see if there's like a oh the port of L A. 
The what? The port of Los oh, Angeles port. and San Pedro. So I said the poor. <laughs> we don't want to. Yeah, don't go in. there. Uh, well, they're everywhere. Yeah, they come I was like, where, you. you'd have to be more specific on that address. <laughs> they come to you. <laughs> the port of L.A. Yeah, yeah San Pedro. Yeah, yeah, San Pedro. Interesting. Well, maybe we'll try to finagle a couple of tickets and uh, get in, get into that. And yeah, yeah, the uh, Ren Sport is is cool. Uh, I got the whatever Wysock trophy or something last time. Went there just for showing up basically uh didn't do anything too spectacular but it's nice nice beefy yeah nice beefy no, it's, trophy it's, to have and uh yeah it goes goes well with the car yeah it certainly goes well with the car so that's a cool event because porsche also kind of uses it as uh, you know a big announcement as well when when we were there they announced that that kind of late model 935 uh, that now sells for almost 1.5 million bucks you know so maybe they'll announce something new there and i know there was some some discussion like we were talking a little bit about maybe now's the time to rebody your 935 to the apple car you just finished racing it mm-hmm. at you know the lamar themed rolex historics right and uh can it get can it happen in a year and maybe debut it I think uh, I there. woke up this morning. I had an email from them. You know, ain't we're now taking entries? Blah blah blah. I believe they said October first, uh, two thousand and twenty-three. I think. Well, oh, Rensport is September twenty-eighth through October first. Oh well, so my memory's not that bad. Uh, uh, twenty-three, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could do it, but I'm gonna let Sean finish the move before I bother him. All right. Well, why don't we register? Yeah. We should probably just get the paperwork in there now so we're not like, hey, it's December 21st. We've got seven days. We might as well get on the list. (laughs) We should. But if we can get that car back into Apple form, I think they'll accept us even on a late late basis. Well, look, they hit me this morning. I I came here. Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to do much between now and then. Yeah. All right. You can... uh, Hollywood Improv, October nineteenth. That'll be that'll be me doing a live show with a bunch of comedians, so you can come out and check that out. And then San Diego Mike Drop Comedy, October twenty eighth and 29th. and Helium Comedy Club. That'll be in St. Louis, Tucson, and Tempe. Just go to amcrawler dot com for all the live shows. What do you got, Motorator? We're gonna start getting the the Mustang Mach One ready for a SEMA show. So um, follow us at Motorator on social media. Start to see how that's going to progress your mach one yeah oh yeah, great gonna go. all right so till next time adam crow for matt the moderator deandra saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel for the latest updates and call-in times follow the show on facebook twitter and instagram at carcast show if you'd like to write in fill out the form on carcastshow.com and don't forget to give us a nice rating on itunes CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling 
your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All this month, celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with Pluto TV. Watch movies with the biggest stars like Eugenio Derbez in No Eres Tu, Soy Yo and Luis Gerardo Mendez in Camino a Marte. Plus, Pluto TV has thousands more movies and TV shows and over 45 channels in Spanish, all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.